Hello, and welcome to the Moncast Does Try. Watches try, covers try, whatever you want to call it. As always, I'm joined by my two people that I'm doing this with. Introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm Quinn. I've been here for three weeks. Hello, I'm Nelson, also known as the Image Eye Master. You may find me in the previous episodes of this Moncast Watches Try. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Quinn's actually been in the recording booth on Discord waiting for three weeks. Oh, yeah. Nelson kept postponing, and Quinn was just like, I want to leave Discord, Nelson. Why would you do this to me? It's not my fault, I'm sorry. She's just been sat there with the microphone for three weeks. Oh, no. What, did you guys not do that? Oh, uh, um, sure we do, right, Stevie? Uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've, we've, we've just been on mute the whole time. Yeah. Just waiting. Steve, should, should we tell her? Maybe not. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, and the one we're covering is Try Chapter 4, Loss. Better! So, let's get these awful plot point, bullet point things out the way. So, there's a dramatic flashback. It's in sepia and it has strings, so you know it's a dramatic flashback. And then the kids meet up with the Digimon partners again and agree not to eat them. And Beomon's there being totally Sundere for reasons unbeknownst to everyone. Then Machine Jimon turns up because he's sick of all the drama and separates everyone. Meanwhile, back in the real world, Nishijima is greeted by Hakmon, who reveals that Jedi has been corrupted by King Drazel and now... He has become Dark Jedi. Then, they're the kids in the Digi world. Whoa. And then, with faith in themselves and trust in each other, they learn to Digivolve again. Because it's Digitam again. Digitam again. Oh, God, no, please. Yes, it's Machine Jaron Part 2 Electric Boogaloo. Also, Dark Jedi turns up and is super duper creepy and evil. <sighs> and also has the power to teleport. Oh, yeah, he does. He also has, like, the magic powers that Gwen from Ben 10 has. So, I think he is the rapiest person to ever appear on Digimon. He doesn't have much competition, so I will give him that title. Venomiotismo? I mean, he doesn't actually lick a person. Um, yeah. Malomiotismo. With Arokenimo, how about that? I'm still giving it to Dark Jedi. <laughs> yeah, I guess regular Vandimon did in fact actually seduce some women to suck their blood. But the only person creepier than Dark Jedi in this film is Maki when she finds her tape him on. She got a little crazy on her face there. Just a little bit. I, you say crazy, I, I, I feel sad. I actually do feel bad for Maki. I also feel bad looking at her just with that face. Anyway, I have a few more points left. So Metal Siegemon arrives. So Agumon and Gabumon walk Digivolve, because who really needs a prophecy for that anyway? Then after a whole film of not really getting each other, Beomon Warp Digivolves anyway as well. And after a whole film of not really doing anything special, Patamon Warp Digivolves as well. And then Tentamon also Warp Digivolves, because I guess everyone can do it. And then it just leaves on a cliffhanger because Meiku is brutally murdered or something, or strangled to death. Meikumon gets grumpy about it and Digivolves to Mei, I'm so evil, man. Yeah, basically. Where do we want to start? What's the things we want to bring up first? Alright, so... Good points. That first five minutes and then later Daigo's memories about Maki are maybe the best five minutes of Digimon in existence. I agree there. I do think the Daigo moment is far superior, though. Just because the moment he said, don't you want me to be your partner? I, I literally melted inside. I died. He's the goodest boy. He's a good boy. He also dresses like a Pokemon professor, which I only just noticed. That's true, he does. He could totally be a Pokemon professor. I am legitimately, and I, I don't, I don't 
want to sound like this is a joke, but these six movies should just have been about Daigo and Maki. You know what? I would agree with you. I think spending some time with the previous Digilesson would actually be pretty cool. Yeah, and, and you can work that into a plot about the newer kids, too, and keep going back and forth, seeing how that affected. But they're the two most interesting characters they've ever written into Adventure. Plus, Matt's dad needed to be confirmed. There's still time. There's two films left yet. So, bad things. Bioman is Sundere and just kind of a for no reason. She's very grumpy. They kind of explain it by, oh no, they're not the same, guys. They're completely different. Just ignore the part where they're not, like, sooner more. And why are they different? Why would they be different? They grew up effectively the same. Freudian psychology, question mark? I mean, they weren't, because, like, they had the whole thing in the original series where they had, like, Digibytes and everything plugged into the eggs, and I don't think that's still a thing. No, I suppose not. Like, there are some changes. So let's not forget that technically Kodomo met Tai and Kairi when they were still kids. But that was pre-reboot still. True. And also, let's not forget, supposedly, between Greymore and Parrotmore duking it out in the city and them actually going to the digital world, all of the Digides and Digimon were looking for their children. I will say, Garoman would have a significantly different personality. Yeah, the Aeromon, Salomon, all those ones were a lot more friendly. In any event, it doesn't make all that much sense for Beamon to have a just polar opposite personality out of nowhere, and I just didn't feel like it was earned, and then they undid it. Yeah, like, Beamon just kind of gave up resisting. <laughs> yeah. She's like, well, she's kind of nagging me a lot, so she's probably on about something legit. So, sure, I'll be your friend. Can we warp Digivolve now, please? Going from I kind of hate you to obviously we're closer than we have ever been in our entire life, including those many years we hung around together, is kind of... Look, look, it's it's the prophecy, okay? Sora finally knew the darkness. The hell are you talking about? They went through the darkness and moved past it. Yes, in this case, uh, she went past the barriers of a tsundere, and she warped <laughs> the because of it. The only thing that Sora actually did that can arguably be considered improving is she recognized that she does get kind of mad that she takes care of everybody and nobody returns that, and that's fair, I guess. She puts everyone before herself. TK didn't get none of that. TK's whole darkness bit was in the last film, I suppose, with the infection. But I guess he kind of just moved past it by just going, can we be best friends? And Toko just like, cool. Yeah, because like he didn't actually change in any way. He doesn't regret any of his actions. He's good. He did the whole apologizing thing to Mako and all that jazz. Where it was like, I'm being kind of a jerk and shouldn't blame you. Alright, I'll, I'll give you that. In this film, there was nothing. No, no. Just like, we're best friends. He said a nice thing about May. That was his entire contribution to the movie. How about that May, who suddenly got teleported? How about that? May, who was there. She was there. <laughs> May is the best character at being there. I mean, she had a badass moment. I still don't hate May, but they haven't done anything interesting with her character. I don't really get her because I don't get Meikumon either, so I don't know where to stand with what's going on. They're the, the uh, catalyst for the movie, I guess. <laughs> the catalyst. <laughs> you missed an opportunity there, Nelson. Yeah, I did. I did. <sighs> so, after everybody kind of gets to know their Digimon a little bit, and most of them have not changed except for Bioman, then we, we need an attack because that's a thing we need, and 
I'm going to make some complaints about Machine Draman. Uh, okay, go ahead. Why is Machine Draman so pitifully weak? You say weak, but it took Tree Magus to take him out. Literally disintegration from reality. Last time, it took a Wargramer. On the other hand, some of the champions took full force attacks and were kind of fine, and he was legitimately put back by puppy f***ing howling. Uh, yes. Also, Gabumo somehow blocked Infinity Cannon. Maybe he's got more points in defense now, but not really. It's it's the same thing about Ash's Pikachu, okay? We don't talk about it. We just accept it. So, at the time that this movie came out, everyone assumed that the later movies would have a reveal where it turned out Machine Dramon, Sea Dramon, and Imperial Dramon were somehow not real and therefore not as strong as they used to be. That doesn't happen. So what we've got is Machine Dramon's power is all over the map for no reason. The power of friendship always screws up power scaling. But then Matt's the only one that has the power of friendship. He's right. Damn it. I also enjoy how, how it took a Metal Gerudomo and a Wargramo to take care of a Metal Seedramo. The last time it was Wargramo and a, a Mega Capitaramo, I think? I think it was just a whale who got blasted in half. It was just Wargramon that did it last time. Yeah, yeah, just a with a great tornado. This time you just need to freeze him first. It was a pretty f- great tornado last time. Um, I do have a complaint about the best five minutes of Digimon, which is there's a Leomon there, and Loder Leomon survived. What is that? What Leomon? What the hell are you talking about? Loder Leomon from the first five minutes who turns into one of the four harmonious ones and is still alive. Oh wait, he is a Leomon. Oh my god. Maybe the only way to not die as Leomon is to stop being a Leomon. He did digivolve. He was technically dead for a few moments. Also, how is it that it's just like, we've got five Digimon, and yours gets to be the attack, and the other four get to be gods? And then they justified saying, oh, he didn't have the right attributes. Like, come on, she went through the same BS as the other ones. She survived, she served as an avatar for homeostasis. Give her a goddamn mega. We'll just turn your Digimon to pure energy and then they'll disappear. <laughs> I am kind of because it was a Megadramon, and I kind of enjoy Megadramon. <laughs> yeah, it was a cool Digimon. Also, the four harmonious ones, also Machine Drama. Yes, you know what, two Machine Drama, you know, or these fuse and make a chaos more. That would be awesome. That'd be bad. Wait, so there was the Dark Masters then, then they've come back, and now this is the third time that the Dark Masters have come back. Yes. yes. That we know of. But now the Dark Masters have a Dark Master called Jedi, so he's the Dark Masters Master. The darkest of masters. They didn't actually die between the 80s and Adventure, so I guess they didn't really go away. But why? They turned into gods. There is an explanation. Yeah, they were sealed away or something, according to... One of the novels. And then Apocalymon wanted pizza. And then everything just went to sh- Oh yeah, Apocalymon. Wait, isn't he technically the fusion of all of them? And shouldn't he be back after the reboot? No, they'll get to that at the next movie. Don't worry about it. What? <laughs> okay. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, most of the reboot doesn't make sense. Just like Makumon's the same. You brought up before we recorded uh, whether or not there would be clones if they had been in the real world when the reboot happened. Yeah, like, well, the reboot in the digital world, so why don't they just leave the Digimon outside of the digital world during the reboot? Well, in fairness, they didn't want them infected and, you know, rampaging. Well, they sort of agreed to the reboot before they knew that they were infected, I believe. So they should have just kept the Digimon out. Not reboot the Digimon, and then just see if they get clones. Hey, look, I got two Agamons. What the hell am I going to do now? 
could DNA digivolve them to super duper Wargramer. The whole backup idea that Izzy had was basically just, let's just do it in the digital world when they could have just left them in the real world where it's basically a backup already. I'm surprised they never backed their Digimon up in the first place before, actually. That's an idea Izzy should have had before. Don't question it. It's not worse than Digimon 02. Let's not question it. Still no 02 kids, by the way. They were legitimately not mentioned except for Ken. Hi, ah, Ichijo Siku. Ken, who is Dark Jedi, actually. Why are you doing this? Oh, this is just an avatar. So that I can enter your world. Excuse you? What? So does that mean Dark Jedi can't enter the human world without looking like Ken? Yeah, I guess that's the thing. I was actually confused when he said, like, why? Why? <laughs> why? <laughs> and why him specifically? Why not turn into Davis? Nobody would have been surprised at Evil Davis. I'm just thinking of... That line from Hakuam, where he just, just straight up says, King Drazel corrupted him, and now he's become Dark Jedi. Just the delivery on that line is just so matter of fact. Just like, he's become Dark Jedi. How much do you think they had to pay a voice actor to not laugh? Look, what you don't get, this is all a huge Star Wars reference. Because at the end, he's forced choking May, okay? Ah, I see. He's, he's a Dark Jedi. Can I see? It all makes sense now. He does dress like a Jedi. I know. It's true. He has the ponytail and everything. You see? It all makes sense now. God, he looks exactly like Anakin. Oh, they've just ripped off Star Wars. That's this whole series. I don't know. We haven't seen anything in the Galactic Senate yet. What's going to happen here is the kids are going to have the high ground, and then we'll finally have the true dark Jedi. I so hope that there's some high ground in the future films. By the way, where's Piedmo and Puppetmo? I kind of missed them. They're not big enough to be impressive. The villain must be bigger, so it's more threatening. They need to be visually impressive, not have actual character depth. If we follow Quinn's logic of Machine Dramon being weaker, then Digimon is following Mega Man logic. The bigger the first boss, the easier it is. Yeah, so what was up with them randomly getting teleported instead of dying? When Machine Dramon had killed them? It's probably so they could follow the usual plan having two big battles. Uh, yeah, but, just, like, how did that happen? It was a distortion. It's called plot convenience. It happened because it made the story work. There was then an equally convenient distortion to reunite them later. No, that was caused by Meikuma. Even so. I can only assume that Machine Dramon is still infected by distortions and now shoots distortions instead of actual cannon blasts. That might be why he's weaker, but it's supposed to make him stronger, so maybe not. What we didn't see, there's a cut scene where Gunai just goes like, Ah, goddammit, he's still infected. I guess he just teleported them away instead of killing them. That's what I get for being evil! What was that? Should we list a few reasons why he's bad? Okay. He licked Sora's face. That's actually the big one. It definitely, it put the point across like it was pretty evil now. Why are you evil, Jedi? He licks face. Oh my god, you're so evil. Because he's dark, Jedi. He could have just played them. He could have just stayed with the same clothes, keep on talking the same way, and nobody would doubt he, he was good. He could have just manipulated them further, but no, no. Also, I've seen these movies twice now, and I'm still a little unclear on what... Yggdrasil wants versus what homeostasis wants? Oh yeah, I was confused about that one too, because when Hakmon talked, he said, oh, homeostasis wants balance, and King Drasil also wants balance. Yeah, the only real difference I'm aware of is that Yggdrasil's plan involves uh, cutting off humans from the digital world and therefore all of electricity. Technically, isn't he corrupted? I know this is future spoilers, but... Drasil 
in this one wants to just cut off the human world from the digital world and doesn't like humans and Digimons interacting. If there's anything that Digimon ever taught me is never trust King Drizzle because either A, he's being corrupted, B, he has a virus, or C, he's just a He's putting the digital world first. Can we blame him for that? Just ask all of the, the ex-antibody Digimon. There was a lot of death, I'm assuming. Uh, and so homeostasis's plan was to reboot, to get rid of the infection, which, spoilers, did not work. The, what we don't know is that Meikumon got, ba- got, got a backup somehow, off-screen. How did that happen? The power of friendship and sadness, that's how. Sadness is the most powerful thing in the Digimon world. If you watch the Dark Ocean episode of O2, you see how powerful sadness is. I really like that episode. You can travel between dimensions using the power of sadness. Well, then I know who, how the hell someone's gonna get out of the Dark Ocean then. Guessing she's gonna be the next villain then. That makes me sort of sad. Wait, are you talking about Mako? No, no, I'm talking about someone else. Maki? Yeah, you'll find out next episode. I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not gonna say it's, it's a bad movie. It's just mediocre. But an episode of a 90s anime is more entertaining than this. There were bits I enjoyed still. Like, every bit with the entraining Digimon. That's fair. It was very cute. It just... I think we're at a point where we could expect the plot to start moving a little more. It, it moved quickly. I mean, they just digivolved into rookies without any animation or explanation whatsoever. It was just, oh no, we're running from the bad guy for half an hour. Yeah, but Sora was sad. <laughs> so that made it okay. And Sora was sad, and then she stopped being sad. That's the plot development we got from Oh no, Sora carried on being sad. Sora was very sad. And then Bioman stopped being angry. That was the change. There, there was a few moments where it's Sting, like May talking with Bioman. She's like, oh yeah, come down here. Let's just talk. I want to meet you a little bit more. And just comes down right next to her. You just see Sora like, mm, I hate you. It's like, Senpai noticed me. I think we just got past Jedi being evil. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I've covered just how amazingly uncomfortable I was with Jedi. That's not okay. He forced himself on lots of the young females. And by many, he only mean two. It's more than being forced upon before. I'm grammaring so well. You don't know what Miotismon did in all his free time. I mean, he did leave one woman on the street after biting a neck. Now there, there, there was a bunch of them suffering from, from anemia. That's true, yes. I forget if that was just added to the dub. I think he might have just killed them. No, 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 no. Uh, it was anemia. I, I watched the, the sub recently, so... Oh yeah, we didn't say. I watched the film dub. As did I. I'm guessing Nelson watched the subs. Yes, I have a good taste. I'm sorry. The only dub that I actually enjoy is Yu Yu Yakushu, okay? That's fair. Yu-Gi-Oh what? Yu Yu Yakushu. I just thought you said Yu-Gi-Oh Yakuza. <laughs> that sounds bad. That's the new season of Yu-Gi-Oh. Don't miss it on Toonami. I'll stick to my Yu-Gi-Oh abridged. Watch Yu Yu Hakushu. This is this is my this is my shout out to an old ass anime in the podcast. That was quite good. Speaking of quite good, which was not this movie. I'm trying to think of something that was quite good in this film. The digital world was pretty. Yeah, Hercules Cabotarium appeared again, and I'm just happy with that. He is pretty badass. Also, Serafimo made an appearance. He air kicked <laughs> Machine Drama and didn't yell out his signature move. Which, I don't know why. Neither did Phoenix, man. She did. I didn't catch it. In the sub, she yelled out her attack. Uh, Hercules Capotemon also did, but uh, Seraphimon did not. They did it in the dub, I don't think. I know Seraphimon didn't. I'm not sure on Phoenix, man, now. That's probably just because the dub writers couldn't be bothered saying something in canon as the attack name. You can't do this, okay? We, we gotta change the names at least 15 times through the video games. Stop it. 
Well, there's like five different warp digivolutions, and they've basically just met today <laughs> from the Digimon perspective. I can see Izzy doing it because he he, he just threw it off with Motimo. I was already calling him Kochirohan, or uh, I don't know how the, the, the dubs he calls him, but. Just Izzy. It's just Izzy, okay, fine. There's a good joke in the dub where Ty convinces Gabumon that Matt wants to be called Little Matt. <laughs> Also, the dub adds this random incest joke about Matt and TK. Oh, yeah. That was kind of weird. The sub does it, too. I, I saw it by, by from the corner of my eye when I saw um, TK say he he has a plus one and then looks at Matt like, is that right, big brother? I'm like, whoa, hey there, okay. I mean, Kairi was just trying to mess with you, but oh, come on, oh, come on, man. <laughs> Yeah, like, Tico's like, Matt's the only one for me. In the dub, they're just, yeah, way more explicit about it, where he's just like, my heart only has room for Matt. What? The fan girl squeal in the distance. Hikari now knows why she's had so much heartache. TK, you have the best Digimon, and yet you're so disappointing. He has the worst Digimon, the hell are we talking about? Patamon's the best. Patamon is the best. He is the worst. You cannot change my mind. Tentomo is the best. What other Digimon, though, do you go up to and just say, Hey, do you want to be best friends for life? And they just go, mm, Okie dokie. You got Koromo, if you have food with you. Uh, you, ha- you have Motimo. You, ga- you got Gilmo. I mean, Gilmon was literally just born. <laughs> so so were these guys? <laughs> no, they've been around a little bit, I assume. In the dub, they mentioned everything was okay till the humans came along. <laughs> They're not wrong. Sounds like everything was okay till the Fire Nation attacked. You, you just had to make that a reference. I'll allow it. It came to mind. Yeah, so I, like I, I normally really like these little character building bits, but it felt really forced to just go. Oh, we're just gonna undo all of your character development over the last two seasons, and then actually we're gonna redo it again in the course of an hour. I, I, I don't, I don't remember Tanimon being such a scaredy cat. Yeah, that was a bit different. Also, the dub had uh, Mimi saying that partners don't need each other ever, and I, I couldn't help but giggle at that. Ah. Mimi needs to get out more. I think she gets out enough. Honestly, though, I think quite often the best part of these films is just the kids interacting with the Digimon. Yeah. Just Matt staring at Tsunamon. <laughs> it's so funny. Or or when um, Tsunamon evolved to Gabumon, I just see like him him blushing a little bit like, why are you staring at me like that? I know, it's amazing. <laughs> we love you, Gabumon. Gabumon's the best. He calls him Mr. Matt, and then it changes to Little Matt. <laughs> Which is so much better. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, I honestly think the dubs do benefit from having the jokes in. Who's the MVP in this movie? I just want to—I want to know your opinions on, the, on this one. Well, our, our most valuable peeps. MVD. Most valued Digimon. That's tough. Say so Gomamon is the best Digimon in the movie because he used marching fishes on Genai. Okay, that's fair. I'll give you that. I saw Genai get pimp slapped by a fish. I enjoyed that bit so much. Just them wailing on Dark Genai. I may need a gif of that. <laughs> Honestly, he's just a dude, and they wail on him. <laughs> I mean, you say that, but he, he escaped Poison Ivy somehow. Oh, other reasonable question. Are all the Genais evil? Oh yeah, there's more than one. There's more than one Genai? I don't remember this. Uh, it came up in O2. Yeah, in the World Tour arc, there's like tons from different nationalities, wasn't there? Oh god, an army of evil Genais, oh no! He's the only one who shows up in the films, but are there good Genais still? Is he the only Genai? King Drizil uh, does not know the, 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 what countries are, so only this one is affected. Ah, oh, Dark Genai is 
a character. Oh yes, I just want to point out that Joe was also the the most important person in the in the movie because he he tackled Arkenai. Good on Joe. That was pretty awesome. This film has good moments and then just really bad ones, <laughs> mainly revolving around Dark Jedi being a, a creep. Yeah, this movie would be significantly better if it just didn't have him. Or if he just didn't lick or push on anyone. In- uh, that'd be fine too. Although, really, give more of that time to Maki because I'm super into Maki being crazy when she finally finds Taperbon. Yeah, that's just been left on a cliffhanger as well. Oh, by the way, I, I, you guys noticed that like she spent a whole day walking to that place, and she had a bunch of scratches on her on, on her. I'm not gonna get into it, but spoilers. I'm going to be real mad by what they do with Maki the rest of the films. I don't know what's going to happen. I might just end up staying up late and watching part five now. Because <laughs> the cliffhanger in this is really, really good. That's fair. For context, the cliffhanger was Mako's on the floor. She's been strangled and Mekumon's digivolved to Mekrakmon. I want to point something out. You know, the movie that wasn't <sighs> supposed to end on on a cliffhanger which would be this one ended on a cliffhanger. And the one previously did not end on said cliffhanger. This one was much shorter. There was only four episodes, one film. Instead of five episodes, one film. This is definitely the least entertaining one we've watched so far. And it saddens me that in retrospect, it's pretty okay. I'd actually go as far as to say that the first part was more boring than this one. Oh, I disagree, but alright. First part was more interesting. The only interesting part of this was Maki and Daigo. I get a lot of enjoyment just from seeing the kids and the Digimon. You say that, and I'd agree with you, but this is the fourth movie where we only get this. It's just them and the Digimon. I get it. It was time to do some plot, and they just didn't. Yeah, like, hey guys, let's find out where Kingrizzle is, or uh, what the hell's happening? Nope. Nope. I'm still annoyed that it is just lots of hinting and hinting and hinting and hinting and hinting. They never stop just hinting. It's and they're hinting at what? I don't know, because they never stop. They never resolve anything. Usually, when you can't bother making your plan, you make it up as you go along. But they couldn't even be bothered making it up as they went along. By the way, uh, just just in case, uh, Steve, you said that no one had a, a bigger rape face than Genai. Just look at the Discord and uh, I, I think you have a contender right there. Maki's face. Maki is so good. When she finds Tape and it was like, I don't know you. The worst part is like, I, I get her. Like, she was that scarred. It's honestly relatable, which is really scary. What's even more scary is that Daigo did not notice this. And they dated from the looks of it. I think Daigo w- wanted to ignore it because he just hoped that it would resolve. I think he noticed it. He just chose to ignore it. You say that, but they clearly dated. Oh, no, I'm not saying they didn't date. I'm saying he ignored her being crazy. I feel like she hit it. She kinda hit it, but she also spent 20 years obsessed with getting Tapermont back. Was it 20 years? Near 20 years, she was in university, trying to find out what the reboot was. Are they in their, like, 30s? <laughs> yes. yes. What? They look so much younger. Digimon would have died when they were around 10. It's about 20 years after that. So yeah, they're in their early 30s. Wow. Still, I feel like maybe he tried to fix her at some point and then they broke up and she was kind of normal because he was surprised by the the emails with Kenai. I like I don't think he knew exactly what was going on, but he had to know she was unwell for most of that. But he also is Clearly still in love with her. I think all the stuff in the real world in this is just slight exposition, hinting at stuff that's going to happen. Stuff that you would think would happen, yes. I mean, it's just Nishijima just prying, and then Hakmon finally decides to actually say something, and just does a plot dump. Once again, though, he says, I am Hakmon. 
I'm not your enemy. I'm not your ally. I am just a messenger. Honestly, I don't know why I'm here. This dude called Jedi, like, he's totally evil now, okay? <laughs> and his mystical power, yeah, like homeostasis, that one. Yeah, it wanted to turn things off and on again, but it didn't work. Still curious, like, we all know Huckmo is, is one of the royal knights. He, he's Jesmo, our lord and savior Jesus in this case. Wasn't Jesusmon just in the digital world last episode? He came back to be a messenger. So he knows that Yggdrasil is corrupted at this point, correct? He's going crazy. He must. And at this point, you also have Alphamo, who previously was the rebel of the royal knights. So would it not be as easy as before just to reset Yggdrasil again? You would think so. They, like, suggest a second reboot, don't they? They do, but I don't know why they think that would help. And Sora just goes, No! I'm going through so much pain, don't do it again. No, they'd forget that ten minutes we've spent together. Also, I don't know what happens to us if we reboot again while we're in the digital world. I hope humans can be re-digitized or something like that. Knowing what's gonna happen in the future. I don't know what's gonna happen. Oh, you're gonna be sad, man. I hope it's good, though. Prepare to be disappointed. Prepare for the fuels of disappointment. It still feels, nonetheless. I mean, if if I'm happy with this one, and you're both like, eh, then I'll probably just be eh with the next two. I'm easily pleased. Just don't expect a lot of resolution of any plotline, and you'll be fine. I mean, it's called try, not resolution. You know, they didn't even try. This is their attempt. They're really just setting up quad to be their attempt. Ah, interesting. Unlike this film, do we have anything else we want to say that we've not said? I really don't think so. I don't think there's much to say about this movie, that's, that, that's the issue. Oh, the one thing I forgot to mention is that when they have the returning voices in the dub, it's really good. Everyone else that isn't a returning voice is really weird. Especially Koromon's voice, which in the dub is just so squeaky. Uh, yeah, it's really not good. Also, my biggest complaint about this film, they came fully prepared with sleeping bags, but still came in the school uniforms. Wait, I didn't even know they brought sleeping. I just noticed they brought food. Joe had a straight up a sleeping bag, they had blankets, they had everything, and they still came in their school uniforms. <laughs> they came in their school uniforms, they brought no changes of clothes, and were surprised anybody brought food. You know what? I, I still can't get over the fact that they believe in these digital monsters, they've seen the world, they've seen all the crazy happening and they still don't believe joe has a girlfriend now that is my main gripe with all of this i hope if they resolve one thing they just put joe's girlfriend on screen for one second and that's the only thing yes we need this that's the only thing they should resolve and nothing else that would be amazing but they can't even manage to try that don't worry i'm sure in the next movie we'll finally see tk kiss matt oh i haven't even made my best joke yet about this film oh no it shouldn't be called Digimon Adventure Try Lost. It should be called Digimon Adventure Try Lost. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was like, Lost, guys. Just gonna make a Lost meme, but I guess that, that, that works also. I think that's as good a place as any to end. It's outro time. Where can the people find you on the interwebs? I've been Quinn, and you can find me at, at @realyubico on Twitter. I could have sworn there was a million other things. Or is that Nelson? <laughs> that's Nelson. <laughs> I only have the one thing. Go ahead, Nelson. This is Nelson, also known as DDM, also known as Demon Dragon Master. You can find me on YouTube on Demon Dragon Master or on Twitter at Demon Dragon Mast. Anything else? Good luck. Do you have a Demon Dragon Mast? Only for the ladies, Stevie. Only for the ladies. And I'm Stevie. I do the Moncast. You're listening to it right now. At least I assume you are. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I got this far. I hope you enjoyed this mess, and next time we'll be covering part five, which is called A Thing. Coexistence, I think. Yes, coexistence. So we will coexist as co hosts to do that one as well. I hate you for that one. But thank you for listening. Bye bye. Good night, everybody. Night. Digimon are back again. 
the to the past as we head for, for the, the future, future to reclaim the, the digital world. Faith ourselves and trust in each other, other. we we'll live by the lessons we learned. We're going to completely different tempos. I've noticed that. If we're all for one world, there's a world for us all. If we're all for one world, there's a world for I am the one, I am the one, Digimon. Digimon.